Welcome to the Mind and Body Strong podcast, a place for women to redefine their relationship with food and their body, tune into their inner wisdom, and become the best version of themselves. My name is Katie Pijanowski, and I'm an anti-diet and body image coach, certified personal trainer, and lover of all things travel, brunch, and personal growth. Join us each week as we share insightful conversations with guest experts, along with my own personal stories and teachings that aim to help you reconnect your mind, body, and spirit while releasing old beliefs, dogma, and expectations that no longer serve you. Each episode is packed with nuggets of wisdom that are sure to leave you feeling inspired, challenged, and empowered to take action in your own life. Shy away from tough topics? No way. In this space, we welcome things including mental health, sex, diversity, eating disorders, weight stigma, and all that comes with having a human experience. I'm so excited to have you on this journey with me, so grab a notebook, pen, and some headphones, and let's dive in. Welcome, my friends, and welcome, Anna Jones, to the Mind and Body Strong podcast. Super excited to have you here, my friends. Thank you so much for having me, Katie. Yes, I'm so excited. So Anna and I know each other through the sound baths, her and my friend Danielle do here in the Dallas area. And I'm super pumped to have been a part of two of those and another one coming up here. I think in like a week you have one. Yes. One week. Yeah. Um, Yes. So I'm super excited to be a part of that. Um, But I wanted to bring Anna here today to the podcast because she does some really, really amazing work with her clients. And that is specifically revolving around like ancestral healing and a lot of stuff that has, as it relates to that. And I've been getting really interested in that. And I know that some of my audience probably has no idea what that is. And so I think this is going to be a really fun conversation of kind of learning a different form of healing. And you do a lot of different healing work. I mean, with sound baths, meditation and ancestral work. So really you just have like an arsenal of healing. And so I'm super (laughs) excited to just hear more about how you got into all of this. What does that even mean? Like ancestral healing? What does that mean to people? How is it helpful? So I'm really just excited to dive in and would love to just have you start by sharing like, where, where did like this ancestral healing piece come for you? Like where, where where's the entry point, I guess, for you in this journey? Yeah. So, um, before I answer that question, I'm just going to tell real quick people like what it is that I do. Um, so I've changed my title so many times because as I evolve, my title evolves, but currently it's emotional awakening coach. And really what it is, is the awakening of the emotions that have been dormant, right. Mm -hmm. All this time, because they've been suppressed, they've been repressed, they've been put in a box, put in a Tupperware, and the lid is about to explode and pop off. And you're losing your shit everywhere. And you don't know what's happening, right? You were fed that you are supposed to come into this, come into this life, go to school, get a job, get married, have kids, and that's supposed to make you happy. But there are no really intricate details of your process, your journey, and really life is journey. Like this experience that you and I are having right now, this is life. The the goal, the end goal of life is death. So we're all, we all know where we're going. It's just a matter of 
can we really give ourselves permission to enjoy the journey that we are having towards death? So what I do is I work mostly with women, but I also work with men. So work, I work with individuals who are feeling stuck, who feel like, oh my gosh, like I really, I'm so unhappy. I'm depressed. I'm this, I'm that. I have all this anxiety because I'm worried about the future or depressed because I'm concerned and I'm still stuck in the past, right? That it just feels like I am paralyzed. I'm paralyzed because I don't know where to go from here. I'm paralyzed because I don't know what to do. I don't know what I want. I don't know anything, right? Like there's no guide for adulting or for healing. So they feel like they're lost. So I help them get to, from, from where they are, to where they want to be. We bridge the gap. And the bridging of the gap is all about healing the generational transfers, the generational trauma that that we've inherited. Now, don't get me wrong. We've inherited a lot of beautiful traits from from those that came before us, but we've also inherited a lot of um, beliefs. And we've also inherited a lot of language and speaking. And so when we start to notice why we do the things that we do and why we think the way that we think and why we speak the way that we do, then we start catching ourselves and we're like, wow, how am I ever going to be able to be in the relationship with the love of my life if all of my life I've heard that love is bullshit, that you know, men or women are crap and you can never trust them and they're evil and this and that. It's like you all this stuff you pick up from adults, right? From people that raised you or family members or friends or TV or magazines, whatever, right? It's like you've created this little universe inside of this planet, right? Your own little unique universe where you are, you can never be objective. You're always subjective because that's, you can only see things through your experience. So that's what you're always going to be looking for. And so really the ultimate goal here that my clients are looking for is freedom. Mm-hmm. It really is like, that is one thing that they all have in common. They're like, I want to be free. I want to be free to be me. And I was like, it's easy. Like it's easy as a concept, but to do it, we have to start letting go of a lot of things that don't really fit what we truly want. And so going back to your question, you know, how did I get involved in all of this? It was like, I was, I was just like, I really was having all of these thoughts in my mind. And I was like, this doesn't really feel like me. This doesn't really feel like something that I want. Like I, I, I'm very open and very honest. Like I started having thoughts about like being in relationship with like women, but I'm not like attracted to women in that way. Like I I genuinely am not. And so I was like, what is happening that something is trying to be manifested, you know, in that way. And so you know, I would hear like these voices of like, yes, do it, do it. And I'm like, but I don't want to do it. You know, like, it's not what I desire. And so finally, one night I, you know, I had this argument with the voice that was just lingering and I come out of the shower and my, and, and I told my mom, I was like, was there like a repressed lesbian in the family? And she was like, oh yeah, it was probably this aunt of yours. You know, she never got married. She never had any kids, never had any boyfriends, never nothing. She was like, she, I have a feeling that she was a lesbian. And then there's other like, you know, uh, like other um, uh, family members that, you know, uh, apparently were also gay and stuff like that. And so my mom, and I was like, 
okay, well, I, this just happened, mom. And my mom was like, yeah, my mom's like really open to, to all this stuff with me. And we talk a lot about this stuff. And she was like, oh yeah, I heard you in the bathroom that you were like screaming. So I don't know. I was like, I wonder who she's talking to. I wonder if like she got, she picked up a call in the bathroom and I was like, no, I was having an argument with this voice. So that's when I just started like getting really, really curious about like, what is happening here that I am, that I am getting these messages that I am hearing all of these things because the the thing about trauma is trauma will find the best outlet for healing. And because I am all about this, right? Because I am in this realm, because I am in this world, then trauma is very attracted to me because I know that I can give it an outlet to heal in a way that's easy, in a way that's efficient, and you don't have to drag it through your entire life. And I really think that this is just a big thing that we were never taught. We were never taught that it's okay. It's okay to have all these thoughts. It's okay to have all these feelings. But at the end of the day, what do you want? What do you want? Because you can't be listening and believing that everything that comes in your mind and everything that's in there is actually your truth. It's actually not. It's part of your programming. So if you want to think of yourself as a computer, Imagine like you've got some bugs or some, or some viruses or some updates that you need to make, right? It's the same with your brain that it really is just how it works. Yeah. The one thing when you first started sharing your story that really stood out to me and in kind of explaining the work that you get to do to leading people to this, this freedom, this emotional freedom, which I think we all crave is how we're so pushed in the direction of go to school, get a job, you know, get the degree. And that's very much the place that I found myself in. And so when you were voicing that, I was thinking back to my like 22 year old self who had just graduated college and was like, okay, so I followed all the things I was supposed to do, quote unquote. And here I am wondering what the heck what is it that I want, right? Like this question that keeps coming up that you keep voicing is what is it that I actually want? And I didn't know because I had been so disconnected from that. And I think that's still something that I continuously work on is getting more clear on what is it that I want instead of just attaching things to what other people think that you should want or what you're in your late twenties. So you should want this. And you have to really allow ourselves that permission to ask, like, is that what we really want? Or is this just something that has been forced on me? It's a story I've carried around forever that I was like supposed to be a teacher or a doctor. And like, maybe you don't want to do that (laughs) and that you have permission to be able to go out and do those things that you want to do, even if it doesn't make any sense to anyone else. And I think that can be really scary for people. It is. It is very scary because it's, so first of all, we're not taught that you can have everything that you want. Well, depending on, on where you, where you were raised, right? If you were like, if you come from a family of like wealth and knowledge and education and just that generational wealth, not only in finances, but also in knowledge and like, you really can have it all. Like the world is your oyster oyster. Then that's the exception. But a lot of us don't come from there. Like I know, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Mexican. I, I was born and raised in Mexico. Not like, not like here in the States where a lot of people that are brought here very young or that are raised here by Mexican parents. And they have that identity crisis 
Mm-hmm. And there is this like strong rejection towards their lineage, towards their ancestry. And I'm like, listen, if you don't want to be Mexican or Salvadorian or Ch- Chilean, whatever it is that where your family comes from, like you think you consider yourself American, fine. But just know that your lineage, your heritage will catch up with you eventually. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it it's like, it's accepting all parts of who you are. It's, I, I always use quotation marks, right? So I'm doing air quotes right now, the good, the bad, and the ugly, because there is no such thing as good. There is no such thing as ugly or bad. It just is. Yeah. When you say I am, it's like, you just are, you are everything. And when you are everything, there comes a point where all the everything turns into nothing. So you are everything and nothing. And it's this beautiful paradox that, you know, I hear a lot of people using the word balance. It's like, okay, right. If you think that you want to have a, if you think that balance exists, all right, cool. Eventually you'll find out that it doesn't exist, that it really is just a matter of choosing how you are going to organize your day, your week, your month, your life, right? So that you can have the life that you want. But we really do live in a society that's wired for like work, 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 work. Um, A lot of my clients, they are like, they feel so guilty if they take a break. So guilty. I can relate to that. Yeah. That was something I had to work on a lot that feeling guilty when you're resting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like, especially women, you know, it's like the guilt, the shame comes in where if they, especially mothers, like if they dare to take like five minutes for themselves, it's like, why am I not taking care of my child? Why am I not like looking at the monitor? Why am I not like, you know, worrying about some bullshit that, you know, isn't even happening because, you know, I, I even told my mom this, I'm like, when you start worrying about stuff that hasn't happened and will probably never happen you actually, you're sending me that energy. You are contaminating me with your worries because mothers and, 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 and daughters and sons, like we're always connected. Mm-hmm. And, and so I told her, instead of you worrying, which serves me like minus a thousand, <laughs> like it, it actually like doesn't, it doesn't serve me at all. It actually hurts me, you know, in, in an energetic way. I'm like, send me blessings, send mm-hmm. me love. Like vibrate higher on that frequency scale, which is real, right? Vibrate on that, on that frequency of love, of unconditional light of like, Anna's going to do great. Oh my gosh. I, you know, like sending her all the blessings, all the love, all the joy, all the good things, instead of being like, oh my gosh, what if this happens? What if that happens? Like, what if something amazing happens? What if something beautiful happens? Like, I don't know if this has ever happened to you, Katie, but like you start, you know, talking to someone. And then they take longer than your brain thinks that they should take to answer a text. The brain starts going oh, on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that guy, he probably, he's probably playing me and he's probably like <laughs> talking to 10 other girls. And the guy was like moving or taking right. a fucking thump. Like, what, right. like, why? like, why, you know? And so I really, um, I really catch myself because that still happens, right? It's a program. It's a program that was installed in my brain. And so as I I, I am aware of it, I am very aware of this programming. And so that is the first thing for people that I would really say, like, be aware of what you think and see if those thoughts match 
the quality of life that you want to have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of the the things I had written down too, is just the, and, and reflection that I had from you sharing your story, especially from that moment of being in the shower and having this argument with that voice was to me, it was really profound that you had the awareness to address the voice as separate from yourself, because I know for me, it's taken me a long time to separate those negative stories that might not even be mine. It might've been something I picked up from what my mom said. She was a big worrier as well. She still is. And picking up those stories, leading, letting those lead me in the direction that I thought I should be and being able to have that awareness to actually identify like, wow, this wasn't even mine. And I was really struck by when you even asked that specific question to your mom, like, was there a repressed lesbian in our family? I was like, wow, the amount of awareness you have to have self-awareness to be able to even voice that was like pretty remarkable, which I'm sure, I don't know if that's something that if you're just innately gifted at, it's like voicing that, or is that something that's like come along the way? No girl, I've trained my ass. Like I have, I, it, this really has been like, it really has been work and I, and I'm trying to find another word for work and I'm leaning more towards alignment. I'm always, I'm always weeding out the garbage. I'm always just like, okay, what do I need to get rid of? What isn't serving me? What is blocking me from receiving, right? Because receiving is very much a feminine trait. And when I say feminine, I'm not talking about gender. I'm talking about the masculine and the feminine energy, which are the polarities, which all genders have them, right? So when we're in the masculine, we're in that go, 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 like very focused, very like inspired action type of deal. And then feminine is just like, sit back, relax, do nothing, take a bath, take, you know, make yourself some tea, kind of like what you and I were talking about before we started recording, right? Just like really take that time to rest. And when the guilt comes in, because it will, right? It's part of the programming, like, bitch, who do you think you are? Rest in, like, who do you think you are? Like, you know, this millionaire that can just lay down in her tub and just relax all day. You can just be like, yeah, that's exactly who I am or whatever you want to be, right? That's exactly who I am. And I acknowledge the guilt. I acknowledge the shame. I always tell my clients in that moment, get a, get or when you're, when you come out of the bath, just come on your computer. Or if you like a, a piece of paper and pen and write it out, I feel guilty about taking time off. I feel ashamed and embarrassed that I'm in the bathtub when in reality I should be working because that, 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 that. And it just goes away. It Mm -hmm. goes away because those thoughts just want to be seen. Just like we want to be seen and recognized as human beings. There's nothing more powerful than being seen for us. Same for thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Being able to see and witness, witness those thoughts, especially when you write them out on paper, however you choose to express those definitely creates that layer of separation to be able to see like, okay, this is what's going on right now, but is this really me? Is this really the direction I want to continue? I know you share a lot about how language impacts us and how we speak to ourselves and how we speak to just speak about the world. And that was something, a lesson of mine that I knew like logically, and I think we can logically know a lot of things, but I truly embodied it probably about three years ago when I really realized wow, I'm really speaking from this like victim place of woe is me, everything's happening to me. And that can be a really tough place to be. And it can also be really confronting to realize that we have responsibility over where we get to go. Do you find that that is the case or have you experienced that as well? 
Oh yeah, for sure. And I still experience it to this day. Like whenever something happens and I don't like it, I give myself permission to be in that victim spot. Like, oh, uh, especially if it's like been like one thing after another and I haven't like taken the time to like sit down and just like cry or yeah. like process or something. It catches up to me emotionally. And that's when I'm just like, why is this happening to me? And I, just, <laughs> and I really bask in that victimhood. I really just let myself, I let it rip. And it's just like, right now, I'm just going to be a victim and it's okay. And it's not going to last forever. And then I'll be like, okay, victim time's over. Let's see, like, let's roll the movie again and let's see what happened. Why did, why did this, why did, why did I bring this, this into my reality? Is it because I don't think I deserve it? Is it because I'm punishing myself for this? Is it because secretly my subconscious is getting off when I feel guilty? Like all of these things, right? All of the things that I've studied and that I've made mine and that I use to like integrate myself. And obviously, I mean, I work with coaches as well, because it's always great to get that perspective from the outside. And, and sometimes you need that support. Sometimes you just, it's nice to just like kapluck, you know, and have somebody hold you. And, and that's why I am such a huge advocate for support, like tribes, coaches, therapists, everything. Um, I, I got an email today from one of my clients and she said, Anna, no shade to my therapist, but like, I, 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 I worked on, or I healed like a whole bunch of stuff, like in one session with you than I did in six months with him. So yeah. I was like, my goal isn't to make you like dependent on me. My goal is for you to realize how amazing you are in three months. If it takes us a little bit longer, no big deal, but I am, not, there's no reason for you to be with me. Like I mean, not consistently anyways, like for years and years and years. And we're just going around talking about the same shit. Right. And it's just like, nothing's getting healed. Nothing's getting resolved. You're going back into that story. So I give my clients permission. Like you want to be a victim, be a victim for how long do you want to be a victim for a day, for an hour, for like decide. And usually when you give yourself permission, it doesn't even go that long. Sometimes it's 10 minutes. Sometimes yeah. it's one minute. Yeah. And and really, it's just being in that space of like flow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which brings back to like that feminine energy, which I think so many of us are, are afraid because we have associated it with weakness, which is truly not the case at all. Like, oh my goodness. But that is something that I really had to... I guess, become aware of in myself. I definitely had that, that pattern of work, 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 and never allow rest that you were explaining earlier. Wow. And I realized once I became more in tune with my body, because I had been so disconnected for so long. And I think many of us are walking around being very disconnected and feeling very afraid of our negative emotions, that more like shadowy side and allowing permission for those, which I love that you use the word permission, by the way, because that's, that's really where a lot of us get to, we get to just feel out our process and know that they're like those bad emotions are not really bad. Right. But then allowing, I guess I, I really allowed myself to, um, step into that more rest place. And that took a long time. It took a really long time to be able to allow that permission because I felt like I always needed to be working. And if I wasn't working, then I was wasting time and dropping into that more softer side where like today I'm like, man, I'm not feeling the best. This new moon energy is like intense. Like we had talked about earlier, like let's make some tea, <laughs> let's like lay down. And yeah. 
that can be, that can be really hard for those people. I know that you do a lot of like yoga and meditation as well. And one of the common narratives I hear a lot from whether it just be clients of mine or people I'm just talking to is they're very resistant to the idea of like meditation and yoga because it's slower and because it allows you to like feel in. And so I'm curious what you might say to those people who might have trouble, like slowing down and allowing some of those different things to help them in their healing process. Yeah. Um, man, it's, it's like whenever I'm resisting it and I mean, obviously there's some things that like, you know, your intuition tells you don't go there. Like mm-hmm. that's one thing of like, uh-uh, no, there's a difference between warning and resistance. Mm-hmm. And I think that for me, whenever I'm resisting something now that I know what I know, I'm like, let me go and see what I'm resisting. Let me go in, let me go in and find out why it is that I'm resisting this so much. So, um, I, I'm a huge advocate of, um, using psychedelics for healing. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't personally prescribe them. Obviously I hope one day, um, I'll, I'll get there. That is, that is definitely in the plans. Mm -hmm. Um, especially with like plant healing, uh, plant medicine and everything. I just feel like it's, been such a game changer for me because that really helps me expand my awareness of what, what I'm holding and where I am blocking or where I'm, I'm like, quote unquote, protecting myself. And I use quote unquote, protecting myself because I don't really live in the middle of the woods or in the middle of the jungle where, you know, like a tiger or a panther or a bear can attack me. Right. That is like, that's, that's non-existent for me right now. So, um, Something that I would say is it's a, everything's a choice. Mm-hmm. Everything is a choice. And if you are unhappy with where you are, then you know, it's time to choose to change mm-hmm. and to choose another path. And I can't really tell you where to start because I mean, I don't even remember where I started. I think I like started with this when I, you know, when I started yoga, when I was 19, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's how far along I'm 35 now. So it's like, it's been a long time, almost two decades of just like giving my, really, I wish I would have done this sooner, but just giving myself permission to get lost. Mm -hmm. Like it's okay. And if you even want to, if you even want to change it, like it's not even getting lost. It's just finding your own way because if you put your, you know, your blueprint and my blueprint, Katie, right next to each other, like our blueprints next to each other, it's like, they're going to be so different. Right. And we may end up in the same place or what appears to see like the, the, like the same place, but it never is. And that's the, that's the, the, the power of our, our individual story, right? It's like, everyone has a different route and you can start noticing like, oh, I'm going to copy this from this person. Oh, I'm going to take this person's advice. Oh, I'm going to do this. That's why, you know, I encourage, like, if you really look up to someone, if you really admire them, ask them if they can be your coach, like ask them if you can work with them, ask them if they can mentor you, if they can guide you, if they can, whatever, but we never really ask for help. And so that's one of the things that I would say, like, if you don't like your life, if you're complaining and you're unhappy or you're depressed or you're anxious, it's like, that's not really what you came here for. You came here to be the fullest expression of you. Like 
the the fullest expression of joy, of love, of abundance. And it sounds cheesy and corny and trendy, right? Because unfortunately, it's just like these, these have been buzzwords, but it's so true. And we lose track of all of this when we get so stuck, like waking up like zombies or robots, right? Like wake up, make the coffee. And you sometimes end up drinking like three to five cups of coffee because, you know, caffeine's your drug now and you depend on it basically. And it's like, you go to work, get up, you know, like clock in, clock out, come back home. You're exhausted. You just want to watch TV. There's no connection, right? If you're married or if you're in a relationship or if you have children, it's like, I'm exhausted. I don't want to do this. It's like, what, what are you even here for? And I have a friend that, that says, Anna, we're, a lot of us are just modern slaves. And it's so true. Mm-hmm. It's so true. That makes me think of, I don't know if you've ever read the book called um, Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon no. Hill, but wow. that's kind of what he talks about. And what's interesting about that read is that it was written in like 1920s, but the things that he voices in this book, and it's like him having a conversation with the quote unquote devil and the conversations that he's having are very relevant to today in 2021. And it's really kind of freaky how it talks about like that modern day slavery, kind of like where we're just kind of slaving away, doing what we think we should be doing, but we're not really connecting. We're not really living. We're not allowing ourselves the permission to actually follow what it is that we want. Right. And I know that um, for myself, that's, it's still something that I'm like uncovering. It's, it's, it's a, it's a process, right? You're never fully done. And I love that you brought up that every blueprint is different because we are sold in our society that it's this linear path and like do this thing and get to a six figure business or get to this perfect loving relationship. And none of that shit works. Like we have to allow ourselves the room and the space to be able to do whatever it is we need to do in whatever modes that might be it, you know, like yoga, meditation, whatever it's, hiring a coach, like you said, oh my gosh, like huge game changer for me when I started actually investing in coaching, because what, isn't it so much easier to just have someone who's already really like done the work, lead you through that yeah. instead of just trying to throw on the Superman cape and try to do it all yourself. Cause that's what I was doing for the longest time. Yeah. Same. Yeah. So I kind of want to go back to that, that moment in the shower. And it sounds like you were already pretty aware of like the generational ties that might be in your life. Is that true? Or is that, where's that, where that really started when you started really seeing or not seeing, but like hearing that voice and identifying it as like not yours. So I I can't even remember when this was, I don't remember if it was before I had my, my training with inherited generational trauma or after, but, um, I just started getting really into the whole like family constellations. I don't know if you know what that is, but, um, so family constellations, it's like all the relationships and all the loyalties that we have with every person. It's like a web it's like a web of connections. It's a web of loyalties and of contracts that we have with people that are part of our lives. And it can be like, you know, somebody that dated my dad back when he was a teenager. And, you know, I'm like, you know, we, we never really know who we actually are 
are having loyalty towards until we actually sit, sit our ass down, right? What you're talking about, like the meditation, the yoga, like really like slow down and just see what's inside of us. But a lot of us, we are really afraid of the dark, right? Because that's what it is. It, a lot of people are afraid of the ocean because it, it's so deep. It's so vast. It's so profound. And it's so dark that there are creatures there that we don't even know exist, right? There's not even like a name for them. And there's so many unknown things down there. And so the same is with us. But guess what? The cool thing about it is, and this is what I've started to learn with like the awareness that I've had, the studies of generational trauma, all of it. It's like the more you accept yourself, mm-hmm. the less you give a shit about what others do, don't do. Um, you don't have to be like uh, going to every protest. You don't, ha- you don't make everything about you because you realize that it's not about you. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, 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 I'm a huge advocate for human rights. I'm a huge advocate for people in general, right. To simply be, but I'm like, girl, you don't have to tell me who you sleep with, what you like to eat when you took a dump. Like, I don't care. Like, I love you, but I don't give a shit about knowing every single detail of your life. That's not important to me. Yeah. Right. I'm not going to give you every single detail of my life, right? When I'm crying or when I'm having intimate moments or when I'm like, you know, throwing tantrums, which I do, like I give myself permission to throw tantrums, to dance, to whatever, to get angry, frustrated. Like that's not for you. That's for me. And so that's when I really started to integrate all of these parts of me, which come from my grandmother, my grandfather, from both sides, right? Mother and father. I just start to really integrate them. And I'm like, thank you. Thank you for everything that you've given me. My grandfather was in the war. Probably your one of your grandfathers was as well. I mean, there's abuse, there's rape, there's molestation. There's everything in every single generation. At least one person went through it, right? Like one of my grandparents, um, or not grandparents, but like, you know, down the lineage, yeah. uh, suicided, right? Right. Another one died of a heart attack. Another one died of diabetes. Another one is another one. And I'm like, I'm not an alcoholic. I don't have diabetes. I'm like one of the healthiest people in the world. And it's just like, it's a choice. It's a choice to really be like, what do I want to do? Because you can have all the, 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 you know, the hereditary stuff, like going for the worst things like, oh, this person had cancer. This person had diabetes. This person had this. We all have cancer cells inside of us, like FYI, right? It just, but, but it's like a little bomb, right? You need to activate it. It needs to be detonated for actually something to happen. But I'm not worried about that. Like I'm, I don't go around every day and be like, oh my God, am I going to detonate the bomb? Oh my God, am I going to, it's like, how can I improve my life? And how can I mind my own fucking business? Because that is the way that I can truly help other people when I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you, you really voice that because I think so many people are good people and want to help others and to heal the world and do all these really great things. But it really starts with us. It really starts with us accepting all of who we are, not just the light parts, which I think, um, is carried through in a lot of different, you know, just 
like cultures and religions. It's like love and light only. And it's like, okay, yes. And that led me specifically down like this toxic positivity train where I wasn't acknowledging my negative emotions and instead just shoving them under the rug to where there were those like bomb moments of complete, like in tutter, like utter, like explosion in my, my parents have experienced this too, where they just, we didn't talk about our emotions in my family. Yeah. And it wasn't until my parents got divorced that, or they announced that they were separating that I realized like, holy crap, we have not talked about anything uncomfortable in this family. Mm -hmm. Like we do not know how to talk about things that are uncomfortable. And so that's something I've had to learn. And that's helped me with like counseling and working with coaches and being involved with just other people doing this work, like yourself, who are very aware of these things and, and who are comfortable voicing those negative things and holding space for those things, because they're not truly bad. And when we can allow ourselves to like be in that space and, and work through it, it's, it's so much better than, than shoving it under the rug, which just creates this whole explosion craziness and all of that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It, it's emotional constipation, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I tell people like, can you imagine, like, it, it's really uncomfortable when you don't go to the bathroom yeah. for a day, right? Can you imagine like two days, three mm-hmm. days, five days, a week, a it month? It affects your mood too. Cause you feel awful. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I hate being constipated. I hate yeah. not going to the bathroom, you know, and taking a dump like every day. Like it feels right. great. Right. It is, it's the same thing with the emotions. Right. And, you know, um, we were, I, I was with a friend this past week and, um, you know, we were at a party Halloween. I totally forgot. And I was probably one of like a thousand people that wasn't, you know, dressed up, but whatever. <laughs> um, and so anyways, we were there and he was, he said something about like, I'm going to the bathroom. And I was like, don't leave me. Like, don't leave me. And he was like, Anna, what the fuck? Like, trust me. And I was like, listen, it's not you. It's like my, my, my abandonment issues come out when I, 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 when my brain sees the possibility of the scene of me feeling abandoned being recreated. So, yeah. and obviously we, we're very close, right? I don't tell this to strangers like, Hey, I have a fear, you know, like my fears of abandonment are coming up. Like, no, no. Yeah. Like there has to be that intimacy, right? That, that closeness with friends. And, and he, he got it and he was like, Oh, okay. 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 I, I got it. He's like, no, I promise I won't leave you. And I'm like, I'm doing this for me. Like yes. the things we do, we, we do them for ourselves. We're not, when we say I'm doing this for you, it's like bullshit. No, You're no. doing it for you to make feel, you make you feel better, which there's nothing wrong. Sure. There's nothing wrong. Like because- I want you to feel good so I can feel good. <laughs> exactly. 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 Or I want you to think that I care so that I feel good about making you think that I care when I really don't care, you know, like it, it can play out in so many ways. And, yeah. and we're really just trying to satisfy that, that need of pleasure of feeling good. And uh, sometimes it, it's, it looks nice and sometimes it doesn't look so nice, but I really think that it is important to have this, this um, just awareness, right? We go back to the, like the awareness, which is the main thing. Like, why am I asking this of this person? And for me, it's easier now, right? At this point, I'm just like, I get a little nervous sometimes, especially if I'm like, you know, dating someone new and they're getting to know me. Um, Mm -hmm. But every time I open up, I'm like, they may not be able to handle this, but you know what? 
I have to show them this part of me. And it's stupid. It's like something like what I told my friend, right? Like, Hey, um, I'm feeling a little insecure or I'm feeling a little this. Can you just like hold me? Or can you just like tell me that everything's okay? Can you just tell me that you love me? Like just voicing that and and then them being there for you. Like, yeah, of course, babe, are you kidding me? Like that just changes everything so much versus like the whole drama. Like, who are you looking at? I saw you. And it's like, what the fuck is not about that at all (laughs) exactly exactly and the guy is just like being a guy right or the woman's just being a woman or whatever it's just they are just doing them but because we already have this filter of like mistrust or Mm -hmm. abandonment or whatever we have those goggles on and that's all we can see the possibilities that of how it will end up in them leaving me or, uh, or whoever you're, you're, it is, right? Of right. them leaving me, of them betraying me, of them not loving me. And mm-hmm. then I'll be like, I knew it. I knew they were going to betray me. I knew they were going to leave me. I knew they weren't going to love me. Mm-hmm. So subconsciously, we're always looking for those proofs. And it's catching ourselves like, wow, I'm really sabotaging this friendship. I'm really sabotaging this relationship. Whatever it is, we, we do that because we don't have the awareness. Yeah. Yeah. You keep coming back to the awareness piece. And I agree. It's so imperative because we cannot, we cannot go forward unless we know where we're currently at. We need to understand our current patterns and even the patterns that we've picked up from, like, we might not even realize that we have those like generational patterns that have just been given to us. And until we become aware of those, we can't really go forward. And we're just kind of repeating the same cycles and, putting our focus into the wrong patterns, right? Instead of looking for how things can go right and how you can look for solutions, we are so programmed, most of us, to look for the problems and to look for the evidence of why our pattern that's not helpful is actually true in reality. And here it is. And look at that. And it just happened. And that, that's actually, I'm so glad you, you brought up the abandonment thing. That's something I've realized this past week, I've been really tender and sensitive to my, my core wound of not feeling like I'm, I'm seen or heard or considered, or like what I say is not important. And I saw that play out in so many different scenarios, but like, because I know this about myself, I was able to be like, this is not about them. This is not about them not being able to pay attention to me. Like, what is it truly in me that I need to address that I haven't like allowed permission for. And it's just been like a really sensitive week to be able to actually see that. But instead of like beating myself up, which is where I used to go, it's like, oh my God, of course you're not being listened to. Of course you don't have anything good to say. Um, And then just staying quiet and not saying anything. I'm able to take that awareness now and be like, okay, I understand that this is like that core wound that's coming up again. How can I like help heal myself? How can I help like give myself nourishment, like this little Katie that lives inside of me, who's just very present. And it's a, it's a really like tender, sensitive place to be when, um, one of my mentors calls it like this little squishy place. And I'm like, yeah, it does feel really squishy and sensitive. And, and, but when you get really intimate with that piece of you, it's like, oh, okay. Now I know how to step in and, and either nourish myself or communicate like you so beautifully did to your friend, like, Hey, I'm experiencing this right now. And this is what would really benefit me in this moment. And they were able to support you in that. Yeah. So yeah. beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as you were kind of like talking about all of that, it sounds like, you know, there's such great awareness and, and 
in um, knowing your generational patterns and the things that have kind of been given to us, but then also like, would, is it like integrating those things into our life or kind of like, is there a separateness of like, okay, this is theirs. And like, here I am. I don't know if that makes sense. Like, where do you take that awareness from your generational patterns and like use that to benefit you in today, I guess, to go forward. Okay. I, I, okay. I, I, think I, I, I know it's kind of like confusing, but I'm like trying to like make a map in my head of like, yeah. yeah okay. Stuff. So let me reframe your question and tell me okay. if this is what you're asking me. Okay. Um, and this is another part of the awareness, like communication. I'm always telling people like, just confirm, right. So that right. we are on the same page because every, every person has his own, has their own mind. Um, so are you asking me like, how can you use the awareness that you've created around the generational stuff to really start applying, like to use it like for you, like it works for you in your life? Yeah. Cause I know that there was, there was pieces of it, like, you know, some things that are not great. Like, do we learn to embrace those and allow those? Do we just understand that those are not ours and like leave those to the past? Um, yeah. Like kind of where is that next step? I guess we, we become aware and now here yeah. we are in the present. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the work that I do is a lot about like giving, giving the trauma back to the person. Mm. Um, and, and that's, that's a really powerful thing because when we realize that we've been holding on to something for so long, then that's when it's like, holy shit, like all this time, I thought it was my responsibility to heal this. And it's like, no, like mm -hmm. the way you can heal it is to actually say no more, this ends now. And I have the awareness and I'm staying away from this because everyone before me has done it and I don't want to do it anymore. And this can be from something very grave, like domestic violence yeah. to, you know, boundaries, right. And, and like boundaries, I'm talking about, like, I don't know if somebody asked you like, um, Hey, uh, do you want some chocolate? And you're like, no, thanks. Come on. Just have some chocolate. Uh, no, I don't want some. Oh, come on. Come on. Like eventually we cave, right? Like, Oh, just shut the fuck up. Okay. Give me the chocolate. It's like, right. dude, <laughs> like, I don't want the chocolate. Like right. just let it be right. Um, or find a, find a way to be like, okay, sure. Fine. And then just like put it somewhere else. Right. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people don't really understand where, where their, um, where their uh, space ends, right? And so we, we tend to be very invasive at times. So mm -hmm. I, I really think it's just like, it, it really is an experiment. Mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't, I, I don't really believe in saying this is right and this is wrong. And I think that when people tell you this is right and this is wrong, it's like run, <laughs> run because you are talking to someone that thinks that the, that thinks that the only way that they think is the right way. And they're going to try to convince you that their way is the way, which is very cultish. Right. Yeah. And, and I don't believe in that. I believe that, you know, we all have experiences and sometimes it's just like, I'm experiencing this right now. I'm experiencing this guilt and I mean, you could, you could go in and, and meditate. And this is kind of like what I do with my clients. We kind of go through like a regression, but they're not asleep. They're actually very aware. And we just give it back to whoever this guilt 
um, belongs to, but it's a very specific guilt, right? It's like, it can be like guilt about money, guilt about, re- guilt, guilt about receiving gifts and every, every single thing. Like if you break down the guilt, it can belong to different people from your life. Mm-hmm. So that, I mean, that is obviously very powerful, but if you want something in the moment, you can just close your eyes and just hold your hand put your hands on your heart and just say like, I accept myself. I accept that in this moment, I feel guilty. I accept that in this moment, I feel ashamed. I accept that in this moment, I feel like a piece of shit, whatever, right? Because we are really, we can, our minds can really be like aggressive and like rough with us. And, and then I'm like, and it's okay. I'm still worth the same. Nothing has changed. I'm still the same person. I'm still super smart. I'm still super awesome. I'm still a great person. I'm a great friend, daughter, whatever. Right. Right. And so it's just like, cool. All I am is all I'm doing is having an experience. Yeah. That's it. That's all. And the moment you accept it, you're not fighting it anymore. There's no, there's no resistance. And so you just begin to integrate all of this and you're like, oh, there it is. All right. (laughs) Let me just integrate it. Love it accept it. And then if I need to forgive myself for feeling, you know, like ashamed or guilty or whatever, I do it, but I always love myself Mm -hmm. no matter what. Yeah. That's so beautiful. I love that the piece of giving back that trauma where it belongs and instead of like taking it on as your own, because that can feel so heavy. And you had talked previously about like letting, like the things that you let go or weed out And so that makes me curious about maybe some of the things that you've had to like, maybe subtract like patterns Mm. and things in your life that have kind of led you here. Where shall we begin? We're going to need like two more hours, Katie. Um, (laughs) It's it's so interesting that it seems to be, as I learn more about just spiritual practices and healing, it's more about subtraction than anything, like subtracting the things that are not leading us to who we truly are meant to be, which I know you voice a lot is like, we are always love. Like that's how we came. That's what we always need to remember. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it, and I think also it really has to do with like the subtracting to me feels like peeling the layers, right. Just like really taking off those layers that are weighing heavy on us. And, um, I, I enjoy sharing this, this one particular part because I think it's very profound and I think it's, it's a very vulnerable share, but I feel comfortable sharing it because it happened five years ago. And, I I like to share it with people because I think it shows my humanness and I don't like to be considered like a guru. I don't like to be considered like I'm above anyone because I'm not, I don't think anyone is. And when somebody tries to do that, it really bothers me because I'm like, you're making it seem like your experience is just like much more chaotic and much more traumatic than anyone else's. And it's not right. So when I was 30 years old, I was in a relationship and I was, I mean, I am one of the most like loyal, trustworthy, like ride or die type of person. Right. And I never thought I would be in this situation, but I cheated on my boyfriend at the time. Mm -hmm. And I tell people like, I, I really wish at that time that I could have had the, the courage to just say, listen, I don't want to be here anymore. I'm not happy. I'm not content. I'm leaving. 
But because I didn't have that courage, I was very immature in that time. I was very childish. I was like much like a little girl, like, oh, I'm going to do this so he will leave me. I'm going to do this so he will say, Anna, I can't deal with this. And the, the thing about it that made it even worse was that I did it and he didn't leave. So it was horrible because I was in this like ball of like guilt, shame, um, punishment, right? Like from him, like I was just receiving all of this like hate and, and, and punishment. And I was taking it because I was like, I'm a bad person. I deserve this. And when I look back, I look at all of my relationships and I, when I was younger, I was, I was very much like a wild, like free spirited little girl, but because I was living in this like small society that was like, why are you behaving this way? Girls don't do that. And girls do this and girls do that. And da, 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 da. why does it always have to be you? Why do you always have to speak your mind? Why do you have to be the one that drives the car around? I started really kind of like dimming down my light. Mm-hmm. And instead of, and to prove to myself, my parents, the world, whatever the world was at that time, that I was a good person, I would get boyfriends that were projects, basically. Yeah, yeah it sounds really bad, but they were, um, they were, there were guys that weren't, you know, they, they, they just weren't at my level mm-hmm. of like, ambition of like anything. And so I was like, I am going to be your architect. You are going to be my masterpiece. And this way I'm going to show my worth, you know, this way I'm going to show the world that I'm good, that I, that I'm not a bad person. And I would always leave. And then also that, that fear of abandonment kicked in because I was like, I'm going to make sure that you're my project so that I can leave you before you ever leave me because I don't want my heart to get broken. And it was, it was so easy for me to leave because subconsciously and my soul, my heart, every part of me already knew that I wasn't going to end up with that. And so I would leave all of my boyfriends and I've had a lot of boyfriends. Like, you know, my dad always like jokes around, like, who are you bringing in next? Like you know, I've <laughs> a lot of nationalities, a lot of ethnicities, a lot of like, you know, religious backgrounds and everything. And it's, it, and it really has, um, yes, I'm curious. Yes. I love to, you know, explore and, and, and learn more about people, but it would truly came down to that, that my fear of abandonment and my desire to prove that I was a good person was running. Like m- that was my subconscious programming. That was my MO and it was running my life. Yeah. So those are some things that, I mean, I'm 35 now. I found out about this when I was 33. So it, it hasn't been that long that I really came across. Like I knew I had a pattern of men. But I was like, oh, no, this is this guy is different. This guy is different because, right, like different uh, color of skin, different nationality, different whatever. Right. Like I was like, no, this this guy is different. No, this guy's different. And it's like it was the same thing to, in, to my subconscious. It was the same thing. And at the end, I was like, OK, I'm I'm aware of it now. And this is this doesn't mean that I don't that that sometimes guys like potential projects don't come into my circumference. They do. Mm-hmm. I just don't say yes to them anymore. Yeah. So, so that is really something. Yeah. It, it really is powerful and it makes me feel really empowered and it makes me feel like I have a choice, like, duh, 
right? Like I, I'm the one who runs my life depending, it doesn't matter, you know, uh, about like the, the fear of abandonment, it's going to kick in, uh, me, me feeling like I'm like, I'm, you know, just not capable of being loved or whatever, like all of these things are going to pop up. But if I can recognize them, I can tell this to the person, oh my gosh, I have, I'm having such a huge fear that you're going to leave me. Mm-hmm. And just saying that out loud can be very vulnerable, but it's so powerful because the person that you're telling it to can see you. And when they see you that way, it's so beautiful and it's so powerful and it brings you closer together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that, that piece of your story. Cause I'm sure that so many people can relate to that. And as you were describing like the relationship projects that come along, I related to that because that was something that I did in previous relationships is have someone that's almost, it's like security, but I knew like in my gut that like, this wasn't going to work out with this person. Like I knew from a very early stage, but I was so used to blocking that out in name of like, it was almost like I needed something to blame for me not doing what I wanted to do with my life, which is very interesting. And so now I've been in this process for like two years of really finding like, what is it that I want? And Mm -hmm. I'm not, you know, connected to anyone else for the first time in a long time. Cause I had a six year relationship and then like a year and a half, like right after that, like it was like, boom, boom. So it was like eight years in relationships and yeah. From the time I was 18 that, you know, I'm definitely not the same person. This is 10 years later. I'm about to be 28. I was not the same person at all. Yeah. And it's, it's just so interesting because that's, it's like, that's what I was doing. I didn't realize it at the time, but subconsciously that's what I was doing. It was like, I just need to have this like status as a girlfriend or whatever. And like kind of fix this person. Cause I always did feel like with my previous boyfriends, it was like, I was waiting for them to like catch up to where I was at. And yeah. I use that as a way to keep myself blocked from what I wanted and from going after the things that I really wanted, because I'm like, Oh, I have to wait for them. Yes. Yeah. You were looking for like a little anchor, like a little excuse, yeah. like I can't leave him. What type of person would right. I, if I left him? Right. And I actually, it's interesting because that first relationship I did try to leave in like the first, I don't know, like six months or something. And the reaction was very like, not great. And this person, you know, freaked out, like got really emotionally upset. And I stayed because I was like, oh my gosh, you know, like I can't leave him because he is clearly can't handle himself. And I was afraid like he would just be completely depressed. And like, I don't even know what, like, I, it was just a very interesting time, but And there used to be a a time where I felt like, wow, I should have known better. And we always say that, but I think that we really don't know until we know until we've experienced it. And then we're like, oh, okay. That's what that was there. That's what that pattern was. And until we build that, that more awareness and I didn't have a lot of body awareness. So the feelings that I was feeling and the intuition that was actually coming through, I didn't know how to actually honor that. I was so used to just stuffing it down. Mm. So it's, it's so interesting that you bring that up and and thank you because I'm sure that so many people listening are going to relate to that and to start to pull out their own patterns, whether it be in relationships or, or what have you, and then you start to build that awareness. 
So, yeah. so beautiful. Thank mm-hmm. you. Well, I could just talk to you forever, but <laughs> we will have to talk again sometime, but where, uh, I guess what, if there, if there's anything that you want to like, kind of just leave our audience with, and then of course, where can they come find more about you and your coaching and, and how to jump into those different healing modalities that you offer? Yeah. So the best way to connect with me is probably Instagram. I'm um, relatively active on there. Um, it's just Anna C. Jones, like A-N-A, the letter C, uh, Jones. And, or you can also go to my website, liveinemotionalfreedom.com. Mm-hmm. And um, for, I guess, just like wrapping it up, I would say this is your life. And you're only going to come in this life as who you are now. Like the, this is the only life that Katie gets. This is the only life that Anna gets. So I would say just live the life that you want to live. And it, it may, it may seem crazy to other people. It may, you know, be ridiculous if you're, if, if you are like trying to think of it logically working out, but the truth is, I mean, you talk about intuitive eating a lot, right? Like intuition is something that if you fine tune it, it will never lead you astray. Like it will always lead you to where you have to be. So I tell people like never settle, like don't give up. It's going to get tough because it will right? the new levels, new devils sort of thing. It's like, that's just how life is. I, I, I like using the analogy of like, a game, a video game, right? You get to a new level and it gets harder and then you may die in that level, but you have another life. So you, you get that other life and then you start from the beginning or wherever you left off. Sometimes Nintendo would let me start from (laughs) right. (laughs) The checkpoint. (laughs) Yeah. And of course it's frustrating. Of course you're like, fuck this. Why do I have to start from the beginning? No, I was almost there. Right. It's like, you know what? It's Okay. It's okay. And the, there really shouldn't be like a timer on things. And I, I wish I would have known this sooner, right? I mean, it's not like I'm like, oh yeah, I already have achieved all the goals and dreams that I want and everything. No, of course not. But I can tell you right now that I'm the happiest I've ever been. And it's because I've really taken the time to connect with myself, to be my best friend. I love spending time by myself. People are like, why don't you get a pet? I'm like, why don't you get a pet? Like, I don't want to get a pet. Like, I love my freedom. Like, yeah. I, I, I'm like, I really like, of course, I, I I'm, and this is like the traditional part of me, which I think is really sweet. Like, of course, I want to get married. Um, I possibly want to have kids, mm-hmm. um, like all of these things. But that doesn't mean that my life stops and I pause it until all of the conventional things start to happen, right? It's like, no, like I get to be with myself and I get to travel whenever I want to and do this and do that. I'm like a big, like traveler, travel junkie, by the way. Mm -hmm. So maybe for some of you that are listening, you're, you don't give a shit about traveling, but you know, do your other thing. You don't have to wait Mm -hmm. for the thing to come into your life to actually start living your life, whatever the thing is. So that would be my, my, Like if you want to take anything away from this episode, take that, like really start living the life that you want to live. What does it look like? Who knows? Just start somewhere. You don't need a guideline. You don't need a guru. You don't need anything like, yeah, get some support. So when you're down, 
Mm-hmm. You don't end up doing something that you regret later, right? Because then you're going to just keep punishing yourself for it. So it, it's, we make it a lot harder than it is because we feel like we have to suffer and we feel like we can't surrender to what's in front of us, but we can. And even though it takes a lot, it's so much easier. And when I say surrender, it's almost like this like celestial divine of just like, this is all I can do within this human body, Mm -hmm. universe, divinity, whatever you believe in, God, whatever, right? I surrender this weight to you. I surrender these obstacles to you. I surrender like this pain to you. Mm -hmm. And that's it. You get to, you get to do that. That is part of, 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 of what you get to do while you're on here. Be supported. Yes. Do what you desire to do. Not what anyone else thinks you should be doing. Well, amazing. So many little nuggets of wisdom in here, my friend. And I just thank you so much for, for being a part of this, this space here with us. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you so much for listening in to this week's episode of the Mind and Body Strong podcast. If you loved this episode, it would mean the absolute world to me if you could leave a five-star rating and review or share a screenshot of the episode on your social media platforms. This helps even more women be able to find the podcast and move towards their own personal transformation. Or come on over to Instagram and send me a DM. Let me know what you thought of the episode or let me know about future topics you'd love to hear here on the podcast. Sending love to you no matter where you're at in the world, my friends. Until next week, take care.